Hello and welcome to Fancy Hockey Picks and Bets. This is a bonus content video. I am going to go over a strategy, a hockey strategy that I'm not sure if it's been discussed. I'm sure if you look far and wide, you may have heard someone talk about this, but I really did a lot of thought on what makes NHL betting unique. Um, it's going to be open to a lot more states. The Northeast is going to get involved in this in the United States. I know I'm going to get it in New York very shortly to have full access to all the books. And I, I run into people all the time that say, you know, you talk about hockey a lot. You know, what, what are you looking at? Like, how are you doing this? And I really want to just go over a couple quick strategies that I think are pretty cool and pretty fun and that I think are unique. So number one, first and foremost, the, the greatest part about betting on hockey, in my opinion, is the fact that these books kind of just seem algorithmically based and they don't actually take a lot of thought uh, into changing anything. And it's very self-evident when we see injuries and suspensions and players that are not playing. So that's the first part of this is you want to key in on bets very, it's obvious, right? I mean, if a, if, you know, let's say a line one center one is, is out and a new guy is moving into that role and he's going to also be seeing practices on the power play. Now, a lot of times the books won't adjust quickly to that, or maybe even at all. Um, we definitely have seen it before where we get the top, you know, most likely goal scorer based off the odds that is out for the game and sits there until live until lock and never changes. And we never actually get any sort of changing in the odds. In football, with any quarterback, if they lose their top two receivers, their line drops immensely, and other receivers get boosted very quickly. We never see that in hockey. That, that's the one thing that makes it unique, and that's really where this theory kind of started from, okay? Um, the theory is basically taking a player and betting multiple parts from him. So uh, any player you want to take an example of is totally fine, but we take player X, and with player X is now going to get that boost like I talked about going up to the first line first power play and he is plus 210 to score he's plus 200 to have an assist maybe betting both of those at the same time and you could potentially bet it with a point depending on what lines you're getting so if you only have goal and point okay you kind of got to go with that angle if you don't have assist depending on what book you're using if you have all three of them it's going to be more EV positive to just put all of the money you would have used for point goal and assist or point and goal or point and assist just into assisting goal. You're, you're not taking a double rake on it at that point. You're just kind of getting the natural line that they're giving you for two things. You're going to end up giving yourself a better chance of maximizing your profit. I mean, we were talking about players that obviously become high ownership plays and leverage points off of pivot plays in DFS, if you will, but you're not worried about that with props. You're not worried about that at all. You're no, who cares if everyone bets the same line that's a good line and everyone's money who cares like great for everyone else you know you're not playing against now a 2v2 in a dfs lineup you're just worried about your prop hitting so it doesn't really matter um we're worried about correlation and we're worried about projections if we have a team that we really like our expected goals is at four and we have a player that's really likely to be involved in those four goals it serves uh, us very well to put him down twice why not? And if he gets one or the other, you're still making a lot of money. So if you take your unit and you divide it in half, if you will, and put half on assist and half on goal, that's probably the most EV positive way of doing things. You can hedge yourself a little bit, but like I said, you're kind of going to pay a little bit of a, a negative tax on that, if you will, by putting a point prop with it, just because the point prop is so much worse EV like why? So like, for example, you're going to get a guy at plus, you know, 150 for a goal and one. 40 for an assist. If they're a little bit more of a pass heavy guy, their point prop might be minus 170. I mean, that's where you're kind of paying that, that, that tax on it, if, if you will, as I'm calling it, but it's not something where you, you can't 
do it and and make a profit if you see what i mean um i would just test it go into your favorite book app and take all three of them straight bets and just take a look at it move the money around whatever unit your unit is and some people don't play by units you don't have to you could say you know what tonight i just got paid i want to bet a hundred dollars and put 50 and 50 and then say you know what Eh, I'm going to, I'm going to do that, you know, 35, whatever you want to do. It's up to you. It's how it's your money at the end of the day. It's how you want to bet. But it's a theory that I don't think has been talked about enough in the NHL community. I see it in the NBA all the time. People are like, I'm going to take the under on rebounds, assists, and points, because you're basically saying he's not going to get the minutes. That's unique to the NBA, that kind of minute equity that you're, you're trying to maximize or minimize for a player. Um, in hockey, you know, you kind of can see the role, but it's not always a perfect science. So that's kind of why I think that this theory is more based on goals and assists. And instead of taking, uh, you know, the point prop, which I said, you can, you don't have to. I do think that this is something that over the course of, of in the long run will pay off. If you are consistently betting those, like I'm, I'm calling them leverage plays, if you will, because they're, they're more pivot plays um, in DFS. If you just start betting them on a, a nightly basis as goals and assists, I mean, it, it's going to work. I mean, if, you, if, if you're in any sort of a DFS mindset, or even if you're not, I mean, you could just obviously tell, uh, you know, you get a guy that bumps up to the first line, first power play, it's probably a better bet. Makes sense. So that's kind of a theory that I've been kind of tinkering with. And I wanted to put out there. So tell me what you think. Try it out if you'd like. I have seen it work. And obviously it's more of a double, triple up strategy. You're kind of taking, instead of saying, I'm going to bet player X in game Y to score and player you know, Z in game A to score, it's like, okay, yeah, but those are completely, you know, tangent events that could work and you might end up hitting both of them. I think this is more of saying, well, player Y is just has a such a better chance of doing any either or goal or assist, but it's in such a better spot than, than anyone else, maybe on the entire slate of games that now I'm going to try to maximize the line I'm getting because the books don't adjust. That's what makes hockey unique. Tell me what you think. I hope you enjoyed this video. Quick thing, and I'm going to get right into the next slate. Mm -hmm.